Let's get into the pilot maker. Chris Rushing from the Condor Squadron is going to be my guest at 8.15. He flies a World War II plane. I think they have four of them or six of them at the Van Nuys Airport. And they fly to commemorate holidays. They really do the community a great service, the Condor Squadron. But the plane they fly is made by North American Aviation. The British actually contacted the aerospace company during World War II based in Los Angeles. Lee Atwood was in charge. He was the design engineer. The British said, listen, we've got our own plane, the Curtis, but we can't make them fast enough, and we know you can, contacted North American Aviation, and Lee Atwood designed the plane that helped save the day, the Nazis, the Japanese in World War II. That was the P-51 Mustang. But Lee Atwood also designed the AT-6 Texan. When they sold it in Europe, it was called the Harvard. South Africa, Canada, they call it the Harvard. But it's the same plane. It's the AT-6 Texan. And it's a training plane for pilots, better known as the pilot maker. And I'm going to ask Chris Russian, is this plane a, a training plane because it's harder to fly than the Mustang? Or is it easier? Because if it's a plane that's harder to fly, then it's kind of like Lorne Michaels being the pilot maker for comedians. He's so tough on these comedians, but when they leave Saturday Night Live, they're ready to become movie stars. In sports, the coaching tree, the pilot maker, is Bill Belichick. Every one of these assistants, they win Super Bowl rings. He's won six of them. And they all think they can be just like him because they've been his assistant winning rings. Here's the problem. Every one of them seems to fall flat on their face. They cannot do what he does. Now that I think about it, I think the guy in Tennessee, Vrabel, played for Bill Belichick. So even athletes, even his, his football players, they also think they can do what he does. They can't because what he does, different than Lorne Michaels as a pilot maker for coaches, is he has a system that makes it look easier than it really is. So they all think that they can be Bill Belichick. Let's listen to Ian O'Connor talk about Bill Belichick and his coaching tree. Number one. Well, remember, Rich, uh, when uh, Belichick coached Cleveland, and he admitted this, I believe, right before that first Super Bowl when they beat the Rams, he tried to be too much like Parcells, and he didn't have the charisma and personality to pull it off. Okay, that's why the Cleveland thing, one of the reasons why that, that failed. I think Mangini and McDaniels tried to be Belichick and they didn't have the leadership qualities at that point in time to pull it off. They certainly didn't have the record, and I think they failed for that reason. Number two. It's hard because you, you need to be yourself, but on the other hand, you've learned from the greatest coach of all time, so how do you not take parts of that with you, right? So I just think finding that balance of being yourself and also like applying all the lessons you learned from Belichick, and I don't think those two people in particular – accomplish that. I think McDaniels, unlike Mangini now, will get... Mangini had two shots and failed. Uh, I think McDaniels will succeed the second time around, much like Belichick succeeded after failing to try to be like Parcells in Cleveland. Hmm. That's Ian O'Connor. Love him. With Rich Eisen also. What a terrific uh, football guy Rich Eisen is. That's from his show. Let's go to Jimmy Johnson. In his estimation, many people consider him the greatest football coach because he's the only guy who did it winning a championship in Miami in college and then becoming the court the uh, coach 
for the Dallas Cowboys and winning at the professional level. Nobody else can do it that successfully. So many people consider Jimmy Johnson the greatest coach. But you know what? Jimmy Johnson considers Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time because of his system. Let's listen to Jimmy Johnson talk about his friend Bill Belichick, number five. But a lot of coaches back in the olden days, they didn't deal with personnel. See, and so today with the salary cap, with, you know, in the old days when they got a great team, you know, like Chuck Noll, they got Terry Bradshaw, they stayed the whole time. Number six. Joe Green and all, they had a great team for a long time. So they were able to win a lot of games. This year's football in the NFL, you have to build your team over and over again every single year. And so you have to be a great teacher. The one thing Belichick is, he is a fantastic teacher. Look at his assistants. He's taught all of his assistants his system. You know, he doesn't go out and hire big-name assistant coaches. He grooms them and brings them right on up. He teaches them. So, Jimmy Johnson, why is he so good? Number seven. And that's why he is so good. And, and again, I don't want to go on and on about it, but I know him and I know what he does. And in today's football, there's very few head coaches can, that can do it all. Some of them are great offensive coaches. Some of them are great defensive coaches. Some of them are good in front of the team in, as far as a motivator. A few of them are good personnel guys, but uh, very few of them can do it all. And the greatest underling, the greatest pilot that the pilot maker Bill Belichick created is in college, not in the pros, and it's Nick Saban. Let's listen to Tim Tebow interviewing Nick Saban about Belichick. But first, you're going to hear Belichick talking about Nick Saban in that robotic, monotone voice because he is a system maker, but he gets the best out of everybody. He's the ultimate pilot maker in sports. Number three. Nick's a tremendous coach. He's been a great friend and a coach that I have tremendous respect and admiration for. Coach, I know one of your friends in the game and also a brilliant defensive mind is Coach Belichick. Can you just share a little bit about your relationship with him? Yeah, well, Bill's a really good friend. Uh, and it started way back when I actually coached with his father at the Naval Academy in like 1981 or something, uh, who was a great guy and a great coach. Um, and I got to know Bill and we shared ideas in football and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he's been able to do. And number four. Who's giving who more? Have you given more to him or is he giving more to you? I don't think there's any question that he's given more to me. <laughs> I mean, I learned probably more when I was a defensive coordinator at Cleveland, working under him for four years, uh, not just about football, but about the organization of having a good program and how to define the expectation for people in your organization uh, so that they knew exactly what to expect and exactly what you expected from them so that they could do their job well. I had two great teachers, my pilot makers, 